Welcome to After the Fact, a Knowing Faith mini episode where we look to take a big question and address it in just a few minutes. Typically, the questions we consider will line up with our larger topic for the season. That is certainly true for our time today. We are discussing Genesis 1 through 11 on Knowing Faith this season. And today, I get to chat with Dr. Keith Whitfield. Dr. Whitfield is the Associate Professor of Theology and Provost at the Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. He is also the author of numerous books, including Trinitarian Theology, Islam in North America, Loving Our Muslim Neighbors, and a forthcoming book on Christology, all from B&H Academic. Dr. Whitfield, welcome to After the Fact. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Kyle. It's great to be with you. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. So here's our big question for today. How are the three persons of the Godhead involved in creation? Hey, that's a great question. And it really is a beautiful question because it gets at the core of the Christian faith. Uh, The God of the Christian faith, the God that we worship, uh, the God who created all things and the relationship between who he is and what he does. And that is just a profound uh, and wonderful question. A creation is an act of the one true living God. Uh, it is a it's an act uh, from from nothing. Uh, it's what the Christian faith has confessed for two thousand years. There was nothing. Uh, God called it into existence. And when we look at the scriptures, we see a number of places that are, that teach us and tell us that uh, this was an act of the Triune God. All three persons of the Godhead. Uh, were a part of this act. We, we think of uh, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning was God, God created. And, and most of the time we looked at that text and think of the Father. But we go to the New Testament, think of the beginning of John's gospel, John chapter 1, verse 3, that we're reminded that the, uh, the Word was with God from the beginning, and the Word is God, and the, all things that were created were created by Him. We see similar themes in places like Colossians chapter 1 and even uh, 1 Corinthians. And um, we're reminded that this word also is the exact imprint of God and is one holding all things together, even preserving creation today in Hebrews chapter 1. And then in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, we see that there's a spirit hovering over the earth, uh, that this spirit is the one who gives birth gives life in places like Job 33, verse 4. Um, and the psalmist talk about the Spirit as the giver of life um, through, throughout the psalms in a number of places. So we have these places, these witnesses in Scripture of the activities of the triune God uh, in creation. And, and then the other thing we see as we think about the biblical text and the way that this is witnessed to us, we think of the parallels in places like the baptism of Jesus and the creation account. So in the baptism, you have the son uh, being baptized by John the Baptist. You have the father speaking from the heavens. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And you have the spirit coming, dwelling over and sitting in, on, on the son, coming to dwell with the son. Uh, and then the creation account, you see something very similar. In the beginning, it's God, God created by his word, the Spirit hovering over, and what we know is that word from the New Testament is is the Son. And all this comes out of the life of God. God who is love in himself, Father, Son, and Spirit, who has um, enjoyed a harmony of uh, relationship and being for all eternity, chose to create, to share that loving relationship 
with beings that they make in their own image outside of themselves. And so this act of creation really flows from the very character of God himself. It's an act of love. It's not out of an act of need. It's not out of an act of want. It's not out of an act of fulfillment. It's an act of love and generosity and grace to create in order to be able to share their glory and the knowledge of themselves. Uh, and this is just a remarkable thing that you and I get to be talking about this, really, right? right, right the right. fact that we're having this conversation is a very witness to what we're talking about. Right. That, number one, that we are created and that we are created with a capacity to know our creator and we're talking about him. Right. So the fulfillment of the created acts is happening even in this conversation, which is really quite remarkable. Hmm. And then we see other places in the scriptures that I think about Colossians, that things were made by the Son and for the Son. Yep. So we see even in the creative act is a gift of the Father to the Son, and that the Son is glorified through this created act. And then in the eschaton, the Son is going to glorify the Father by the, um, the fulfillment of the creative work. Yep. Um, and so this not only did they create out of their triune nature mm. and as an expression of their triune life, and their triune power, but they work out their plan in creation um, out of their triune life consistent with that and for their own glory. And it's just a remarkable thing. Yeah. You know, Dr. Whitfield, if I could just maybe, if I could ask you for just one more comment on this, I, I've I, I've struggled in the past, and I know our listeners have as well because they've been messaging me all season, but, you know, seeing the Father's role as speaking creation into being, seeing the Spirit's role of bringing order to creation, kind of uh, hovering over the face of the deep, those two things seem to stand out in the creation account. And I know that the New Testament gives us greater clarity about the role of the Son, but there is some something that feels really kind of mysterious and maybe it just has to about the role of the sun in creation as being the word that is spoken, right? I mean, we know this is, you know, the son of God has not taken on human nature yet in the incarnation at the point of creation. So is there, is it just supposed to feel kind of mysterious and a little bit gray about the role of the sun in creation, or is there more clarity there than maybe it first seems? You know, I think there is going to be mystery here. Um, I think the son is the agent of the father in creation. Okay. Um, so it was the father's design to create. The son is the agent of creation. So, yes, he is the word, but I think he is also the one speaking. Okay. He's, just, he's, he's the word and the spoken word. So okay. nothing So go back to, to John chapter one, all things that are where it came to be because of him. Right. He is the agent uh, or Paul's words in Colossians um, uh, by him, through yep. him and for him. Yep. And so he is principally involved in this work. As a matter of fact, if, if you were to ask me, I have more sense of mystery in terms of the father's role hmm. uh, in it than maybe the son's role. But I think the father is the one uh, who has uh, been the, the ordainer of the created act and hmm. the council of the Trinity. Yep. Um, and the son is the agent of the created act. And then the spirit is the one who forms the created act. Um, and gives life to all things. I think that's really helpful and a great way to end. Dr. Whitfield, thank you so much for jumping on to After the Fact today. Thank you. It was a great conversation.